Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hello, hello. I am not Dr. Pat, which you probably have noticed already. I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub sitting in for Dr. Pat, who asked me if I would be up for that. And of course I am, because Dr. Pat is my friend and I love to be on her show and I love to do her show. So thank you for tuning in, turning us on and listening to what we are discussing today, which is as I often do, my favorite subject. And I know for many, it is the most uh, hated subject, which is the A word, anxiety. And now I love to talk about anxiety, not because I find this emotion so pleasant. And I certainly had my fair share with anxiety, but because it's such an important topic. I wrote the book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, and you can find out more about me at thefearandanxietysolution.com. And in this book, I wrote about a different take on anxiety. And the gist of it is, how can we stop being afraid of our own anxiety? Because that's what happens, right? Because we do have anxiety, we find this emotion unpleasant, it can just jump at us out of the blue, and then we want nothing more than just to get rid of it. Now the problem is the harder we try to ignore it or suppress it, the more it tries to just get in our face, the more intense it becomes. And then it becomes like our enemy, right? So at some point we are just feeling that we already wonder when we go to bed, how will we feel the next morning? Will the anxiety sit right next to us and attack us once again and just pretty much spoil the whole day, the whole experience? And you are in a constant war with yourself, with your importance, uh, with your anxiety, with your emotions. So the anxiety doesn't get ignored. And the anxiety is hard to get rid of just by trying to push it aside or trying to reason with it. So somehow there must be something important about the anxiety. Somehow there must be a reason for why it shows up. And today we want to talk about what that reason is and how you can actually understand your anxiety better and by doing so lose the fear of it. Ten years ago, they had a poll and they were asking about what people are the most afraid of. And uh, at that time, public humili humiliation, it's a hard word, humiliation, speaking in public was the number one fear, even before dying. But I believe now 
it's probably the fear of our own emotions, the fear of anxiety, the fear of depression, the fear of becoming just somehow debilitated with those negative emotions that would be the number one fear in our society. And why is that? Why is it that we are more and more afraid of our own feelings? Well, you know how we gradually lost our ability to walk to the store or the mailbox because driving just became so much easier. Or how cooking and baking somehow become a lost art. We are no longer writing letters or postcards. Texting is so much more efficient. And meeting people in person becomes like a big chore and somehow uncomfortable, right? Because it's so much more convenient to chat on, on Facebook or WhatsApp or some other social media and then disconnect with a click. Well, in some ways, this is exactly the same with our emotions. We are gradually losing our ability to deal with our emotions. Now, as humans, we already have it a little bit harder than the animals. You know, I, I watch our cats when, you know, I take them off the kitchen counter and then they're shaking the little bodies with disgust and just look at me, just how dare I. But afterwards, it's gone. They are not holding on to stuff. The horses, they are snorting out loud to, to let go of the frustration they may have had or other animals are jumping and running and, and they just let go of that excess energy. Now, when we were babies, we did somehow the same. We cried, we wriggled around, we, we let go of the emotion because emotion is an energy and we need to bring that energy into motion. Now, as we grow up, we are more and more told that it's not okay to show our emotions at least at a certain age. I mean, boys are told that it's not okay to cry, a temper tantrum, you know, it's definitely discouraged. And if you feel insecure or anxious, well, that's something for weaklings. That's, that's really not something you, you should show. And so we are starting more and more to hide how we are feeling. We are telling us, that that's not wanted, people don't want to see our emotions, we don't want to bother them, and we are basically just having a mask on of a brave face and somehow trying to always be upbeat and positive when inside of us we just may feel completely different. Now, the medical field doesn't certainly help with dealing with our emotions. As a physician, I certainly did the same thing, which is as soon as the patient came in, I heard about depression, anxiety, stress, insecurity. Well, there is a pill for everything. You just make them feel more comfortable by ultimately suppressing the emotions before they become too annoying and too overwhelming. So in other words, we more and more disconnect from our feelings. And by doing so, we overlook that our emotions are the spice in life. That's really what life is all about. When you think about anything meaningful that happened yesterday, maybe today, there was always an emotion connected to it. If you didn't feel anything about it, 
it will be forgotten. It will be somehow discarded by your mind. It didn't mean anything. The emotions are the difference that makes the difference in your life. And anxiety is such a strong emotion that it can make a huge difference in your life if you allow the anxiety to do that. If you are giving yourself permission to have a closer look at that emotion, to understand it better, rather than just, again, pushing it aside or trying to ignore it. It's anyhow a strange thing with anxiety, isn't it? So we somehow enjoy getting scared in the setting of the TV or the movie theater. And, you know, still millions and millions watch every week, zombies, vampires, ghosts, whatever gets our goosebumps up. And, and we like being terrified. We like to, you know, watch The Walking Dead and company and then freak ourselves out. And, but then when we are waking up in the morning and feeling anxious, or maybe we are just uh, on our way to work and all of a sudden there is some nervousness coming from your gut, then we really feel scared. And then we don't like that feeling. And then we want to just have that emotion be gone. We become way more uncomfortable when these emotions are rising in our reality than when we are giving our nervous system a jolt by, by watching some movies. Why is that? Why is it that we are, when it comes to real emotions and real situations that we are avoiding to feel anxious. A part of it is that when we are watching a movie, we know, of course, that's just fun. That's just catch up. That's just brilliant, uh, a brilliant uh, mask that they have on there. And so we know this is a very safe and secure setting and we are letting our emotions run wild. But we couldn't really enjoy that movie and or whatever you're watching if your mind wouldn't on some level take it as real. If you only would tell yourself, well, that's all just a you know, special effect. That's not true. I saw the actor later on in another movie. He didn't really die or whatever. In that moment, you know, you, you would just not get into it. It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be enjoyable. So on some level, you need to also buy into the story. You need to believe for a moment that what you see is true. And that is what brings up the emotions. Because the emotions come from that deeper part of our mind, that subconscious mind. And that subconscious mind is just the most imaginative aspect of our mind. It is the most creative aspect of our consciousness. And so when our emotions are coming up in a movie, well, it's because we are letting that imagination run wild in it. But when the emotions come out, when we are just sitting at home or in the commuter train, then our imagination comes also up with it. And in that moment, we are wondering why. Why am I anxious? What's really going on? Why do I feel this way? And we are looking. And we're looking around for anything that potentially can be a threat or a danger. We are thinking, what's going on? Why am I anxious? Is it because? And then in our imagination, 
we are finding reasons. Well, my my boss was not really making any comments when I delivered him the work, so maybe maybe he's not happy. Maybe I get fired. Or my kids, well, I have noticed that they're more tired. Are they taking drugs? Or maybe I you know, have this little bump there on my arm. Could this be cancer? Our anxiety connected to the subconscious mind is creating then a horror store. It's a creating a, a fiction that can scare us, a fiction that automatically brings us then more anxiety because that what we are focusing on with that lens of the anxiety appears so true. Now, at some point we can step back and say, no, we went to the doctor, all is good. We just got a promotion, we are safe. Our kids are great, they are just growing and we can rationalize everything. But the anxiety may not go away. And that is a point when you feel, well, the problem is not anything external. The problem is the anxiety. I do have anxiety. And that is when you start seeing the anxiety as your nemesis. But how can you get beyond that? How can you face your anxiety and understand who is looking back at you? When we come back, we will talk more about how to heal that fear of your own emotions and also what is the face of your anxiety? Who is there inside of you? Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic hi everyone this is Dr. Pat the ancient Inca root vegetable maca is world-renowned for its wide array of health benefits as a family-run company of true maca specialists, the maca team's mission is to provide you with fresh, organic, premium-quality maca powders at a fair price. Amazing. All of the products are always organically grown, fair-traded, GMO-free, fresh, and potent. So don't take my word for it. Experience the life-changing benefits of maca today. Visit themacateam.com. Are you, are you searching? Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place that is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are. The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 
Ladies, it's time to treat yourself. Join the Women of Wisdom for their annual fundraiser Saturday, June 4th. This is a sacred pampering day for women at North Seattle College. If you are a business and want to be one of our pamperers, we still have space. It's going to be a day to relax and treat yourself. For more information and to get tickets, visit thewowconference.org. That's the W-O-W-conference.org. There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Badili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. All right, Easy Rider. I love it. Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild. Thanks. That's a really good choice, Benny. You're quite I, welcome. Re- well, you mentioned about being wild a little earlier, so I decided, you know, I, step it up a yeah. little bit. <laughs> you know, I remember when I watched this movie for the first time and I was a teenager and I think it was a movie. I think it was you had to be 18, but I snuck myself in there and Oh my God! I was what? so shocked at the end of the movie. That was like I—I I definitely couldn't sleep after that. You movie for snuck a while. in? Well, you know, Uh-oh. I grew up in a small town, in the black forest. It wasn't really hard to snuck yeah. in. <laughs> the controls were not very hard there. I can understand that. Uh, well, yes, we are back. How to stop being afraid of your own anxiety? How to understand more? where your anxiety comes from, what it tries to tell you, what is the face of the anxiety. And if you do have any questions, if you do struggle with anxiety and you just really want to get more clarity about it because you have been spinning your wheels about it, you felt your life is becoming smaller and smaller because of it, you feel the anxiety is an ugly devil inside of you that you just want to get rid of, well, call in. 1-800-930-2819. Again, 1-800-930-2819. Or you can also email me at info at thefearandanxietysolution.com. Info at thefearandanxietysolution.com. And I know when you're dealing with anxiety, you may not necessarily feel up to putting a question out there. But if you email or if you call in, we will send you a free CD called Be Free, Release Stress and Anxiety as a little thank you for having the courage and sharing your question or your comment with us. So take advantage of it. 
930-2819. Now we talked before the break about the face of anxiety, facing your own anxiety. Now, what that means is not that you're doing just the opposite of what you're afraid of. So facing your anxiety, you know, you're afraid of heights, so you do bungee jumping, you're afraid of small rooms, so you go with the elevator up and down, you know, several times a day. No, it's it's not about pushing your anxiety aside and saying, you know, if you are just going to do whatever I want. No, facing your anxiety is looking inside and trying to get a connection with the source of this emotion. A client of mine was exactly going through what we talk about, this struggle with her own emotions. She was a very successful business owner and someone who used to just feel comfortable when she was in control, when she was able to be in charge of the people that work for her, her environment, her choices, then she felt safe. And that's how she was laying out her life. Now, one day she had to go to the doctor. She had a concern, a health concern. Now, this doctor was new to her. It was a recommendation from a friend. And that doctor happened to be one of the rudest people you can imagine. He was condescending, he was abrasive, he was negative, and he scared her because pretty much he said, well, you may have a big problem and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, naturally she went home quite depressed, but also angry at this man because how dare he treating her like that. But the next day she was riddled with anxiety. And from that time on, the anxiety didn't let go. And she drove her nuts because she wasn't used to that. Simple situations like a business meeting, having an interview with, uh, with a new employee, traveling, being in traffic, going to the farmer's market, going to the museums, all of those things became harder and harder. And she felt more and more that the anxiety could attack her out of the blue and she didn't know what to do anymore. Now she went from one person to the next trying to find a solution. She asked uh, for medicine, which didn't really help. In fact, she said it made it just worse. She went through different forms of therapy, but nothing really caught the root of the anxiety and the anxiety became more and more like a prison ward, locking her in, not letting her out. And at some point she even thought about, well, this is not a, a life worth living. This is not how I want to exist. And she was basically at the end of her wits. When she stumbled across my book and heard about what I'm doing, she had a little bit of hope and we started working together. Now, the first thing that she realized was that she wasn't always in control in her life which she knew, but of course, you know, we like to forget the things that were unpleasant or hard or traumatic. And in her case, that was her childhood. She had a very difficult childhood, a childhood that was pretty much uh, driven by a mother who was completely neglectful and abusive verbally, emotionally, and a father who molested her for many years. Now, that childhood 
she escaped at some point making a commitment to herself that she will never have to depend on anyone, that she will never have to be uh, at someone's mercy. And so she became very driven, very motivated and very successful. And she made, uh, you know, herself financially independent, but also in many other ways, just a person who didn't want to rely on others and felt best when she was in control. Now, the moment that she went to that doctor and she was feeling for the first time in a long time, out of control, powerless, at the mercy of someone and that person that she should have been able to trust was so abusive. All of that baggage from inside, everything that she hadn't been able to deal with came right back to the surface. And that is when she realized that she hadn't really dealt with the past, that the anxiety was basically an echo of those traumas that she had to go through and an echo of that belief that she had lived in that the only way she can survive is just to get through it to let it happen and at that time in their childhood it just meant to put up shut up not resist and just try to endure one day after another one of those survival mechanisms that she had at that time and that's exactly how she felt then again. She felt again that the only way to exist was basically to have to endure it when she was at that doctor. The only way to get through that meeting was to let it happen. Now, after that doctor visit, that feeling of, I want to run, I want to get away, I don't want to be in any kind of uncomfortable situations kicked in. And the anxiety basically just told her the world is not safe. Now, what happened with her, and to make a long story short, she learned to face her anxiety and realized that ultimately that part inside of her, that part on the subconscious level that was anxious, that didn't feel safe in the world once again, was likened to a child, a very young self that somehow looked at the world full of danger and threats and, and unforeseeable things. And that part of you, that part of her was someone or an aspect of her that had never experienced any kind of love, any kind of support, any kind of consistent care. When she was able to not any longer see the anxiety as a disorder or see the anxiety as some uh, monster inside, but she could see it more as this vulnerable self, that little girl that went through so much. She was able to gradually open her heart towards that part of her. She was gradually able to give that aspect of her what she had never experienced, which was compassion, which was reassurance, which was kindness. And the beautiful thing about that was not only that her anxiety diminished gradually, but rather quickly, and that at some point she just felt there was a stillness and a peace inside that she hadn't felt even when she felt so in control. She realized when she was managing and micromanaging her life 
that she actually was driven by anxiety and driven by survival. So when she was able to heal that aspect of herself, she felt so much more at peace with the world, but even more importantly, she felt in love with life and in love with herself. For the very first time, she could look into the mirror and feel warmth coming from her heart towards herself. For the very first time, she could look at other people and their challenges and their sufferings. And even though on the outside, they may be completely fine, she could see how on the inside they were struggling with their own insecurities and she could have an open heart of compassion and understanding for them. Her whole experience of life has been enriched and deepened through the anxiety. And whenever I talk to her, she sees the anxiety as such a teacher, as such an opportunity. In some ways, you could call it a lifesaver because it gave her life more meaning and more fulfillment and more opportunity to joy than she ever had before. So she was facing her anxiety and she was looking into the eyes of that neglected, abused child that she had never had a chance to address and to love. When we come back, we will talk more about how you can face your anxiety and how you can understand what the anxiety is trying to tell you and what you can do specifically to make friends with your anxiety. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests. 
as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Get ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. Do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to strengthen relationships with others? Do you want to improve your financial status? Colette Marie Steffen is partnering with Mark Kettenbach to bring you an energetic upgrade online experience launching in April. Unfold and develop your full potential. Visit energeticupgrade.com today for more information. That's energeticupgrade.com. Well, welcome back. I'm sitting in for Dr. Pat, Dr. Friedman here, and we are talking about anxiety, how to stop being afraid of your own anxiety, of your own emotions. If you have a question, you can call in at 800-930-2819. And uh, we have actually a caller, and this is Chad. Now, Chad is someone I have been working with, and Chad was so kind to call in because he is uh, just a living, walking example of what happens when you do befriend your anxiety and when you learn more about what the anxiety actually tries to tell you. So thank you so much, Chad, for calling in. Thank you for having me. Well, Chad, tell us a little bit just your story. What what was your experience with anxiety and what were your symptoms? Well, my symptoms started around 1999 when I was about uh, 22 or 23 years old getting out of college. And that was the the first time I experienced an anxiety attack, the, the extent of my anxiety varied from a general sense of uneasiness to an outright panic attack. You know, this included erasing hard, the cold sweat, sense of unreality, um, an impending doom, and upset mm-hmm. stomach, and, and nausea issues. The, the attacks they things as if they'd never end, but they would not just be left exhausted and upset. When they first started, I didn't recognize uh, any pattern or any underlying cause to such panic. 
I only knew that it was real. It was very uncomfortable, and I never wanted to experience it again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then did you find answers, or were you just looking for solutions, and it was really hard for you to to wrap your mind around the anxiety? Yeah, I um, at first, uh, I'm assuming the same with all those who experience anxiety. I thought I was losing my mind. You know, <laughs> I, I, I did reach out to some friends, which I highly recommend, or anyone who's willing to listen, to explain what you're feeling. And you know, I was getting caught up in these obsessive negative thoughts, and it really it scared me tremendously. Um, I perceived those anxious feelings as, as like an enemy. I felt like it was a mental illness, and I was being punished for whatever reason. And I, I feared the anxiety and resented the fact that I had to experience. And at the time, I thought nobody felt the way that I did. And no one could understand how bad it was. Uh, but the anxiety, it, it, it did eventually, I was able to see it clearly. The more and more I, I studied and tried to learn about what I was going through. And do you feel like, or that the anxiety, you know, looking back, now jumping ahead, was there something along the way that uh, you now understand better, that you learned to appreciate about the anxiety or or got more, you know, uh, maybe even a, a sense of, well, the anxiety had actually a reason to be there? Yes, absolutely. Uh, nowadays, it's... it's um... The anxiety today, as I view it, I view it no differently than I do happiness or sadness or feeling blessed. It's a naturally occurring emotion. I've come to understand that. It's a part of me, and it's coming from the subconscious. I've accepted the fact that typically if I'm feeling anxious, it's because I'm not addressing some underlying issue. Mm. And working with you and developing these tools to to being able to recognize negative self-talk, uh, uh, observe it, and write down in the thoughts, analyzing them. I've been able to kind of uh, to uh, release unresolved memories and this old emotional baggage. been able to understand and address inner conflict. Uh, using all these tools, I now do not well, to a certain degree, I don't fear anxiety anymore because you've just come to accept it, and it's there, and it's something that should be listened to and addressed, not ran away from. And do you have a feeling that there are certain things that you felt were helping you on a daily basis, and you're maybe even using them now that just solidify this positive relationship with your emotions? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I've discussed this. I've had other friends and family members that have, uh, over time, came to me and discussed that they were going through similar situations with anxiety, panic attacks, or uh, slight uh, depression. Immediately, the tools I have learned over time, you know, Starting today, anyone who's experiencing these feelings of anxiety, uh, decreasing your 
alcohol intake and tobacco and watch what you eat. So also, in addition to that, I highly recommend exercising 20 to 30 minutes a day to whatever ability you have to exercise. I started a daily meditation um, program where even if it's five minutes or a good 20 to 30 minute where I could sit down and have time to myself and meditate and get grounded and to put yourself in the present moment and enjoy that relaxation instead of worrying about the past or future events which haven't occurred. Um, Doing those simple things, the exercise, watching what you eat, decreasing alcohol and caffeine, those were tremendous tools in alleviating or subsiding the anxious feelings in my life. Mm -hmm. Do you have a sense also that you cannot just resolve the anxiety by, you know, mechanically following these steps that you just described, but you need to have your heart involved. You need to open your heart towards life, towards yourself, towards your family. What would you say about that? I think it's a flaw every human has. is They want instant gratification. They, mm-hmm. want, they want results yesterday. And believe me, I did too dealing with anxiety attacks because they are just so awful. But it does take time, and it takes practice. And it's very important for everyone experiencing this, these, these feelings that you can deal with this, and you will get better, and it is temporary. And you, once you learn the tools and practice them, it will subside. You will mm-hmm. begin to feel better and more grounded, and, you know, and um, so, yes, it, it has taken time. You know, I've gone over, I've been uh, dealing with these feelings for, you know, 15 or 16 years. But um, I am in a good place today. And I continue to, to uh, want to stay in a good place going forward by working with the tools that I've learned over uh, the last uh, couple years. Right. And, and, you know, we have been working, I think, under a year, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know exactly, but it's eight session or so. So I think, you know, even though it takes time, as you said, but you had the anxiety for a long time and now see where you are. This is something where also for people just, you know, it's important to know, even if you have anxiety for several decades, it's something that with the right approach you can resolve in uh, maybe a matter of months. And and when you look at yourself now, Chad, do you feel the anxiety was something that connected you more deeply to yourself or actually enhanced your life because you learned more about yourself and you learned more about, you know, aspects like appreciating the moment or how to connect more deeply with your own family. What would you say? Was it a teacher for you? At this point, I view myself as being very content. And going through the process of learning what anxiety is and learning how to 
deal with it and accept it and recognize it. Um, it's helped me understand that life isn't perfect. It's hard and it's cold. However, it is also beautiful and full of love. Mm-hmm. Now, my personal goal is just to stay centered and grounded with my core beliefs and by doing so, you know, I've, I feel that I, through our work together, I have obtained the ability, you know, to face any issue with a balanced heart and soul and mind. Mm-hmm. And that I am grateful that the anxiety has entered into my life because, yes, I do feel it has helped me become better connected with who I am as a true person. And it's helped me grow. Beautiful. Because that is really, I believe, the core of the message of the anxiety to help us to grow, to help us to connect to our truth and and help us also to to move more in the direction of the path that we are meant to be on and not run in the circles of achieving or avoiding or consuming that often we nowadays find ourselves in. Now, Chad, if you don't mind, why, do you stay, uh, why don't you stay on? We have a listener calling in, and uh, she had a question. Is that right, Benny? That's true. Christine from Seattle, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, and thank you, Dr. Schaaf. I'm very honored that uh, I'm talking to you. Thank you so much. Hi, I, Christine. Uh, I wanted to say uh, I just tuned in about maybe 20 minutes ago, very fascinating information that you're bringing up. I have been experiencing, I had a really terrible anxiety attack um, a couple, maybe a few months ago, um, and it felt like the anxiety had been creeping up for years, but I woke up in the middle of the night and just was absolutely frozen with fear, and I just couldn't figure out what was going on. Now that I'm sort of uncovering it, I have, I had been changing my diet since January. I've been uh, dealing with a lot of um, cleaning up some emotional stuff, and what I saw and what I, what I see in what you're saying is that um, this is kind of like a healing crisis. Um, I've never subscribed to people saying, oh, well, you, you know, uh, you have to have, you have to be in, in positive thinking and positive words all the time. I think that it's important to have your sadness and know that if you don't have your sadness in a way that is actually working through it, that it actually will get in the way of your joy. And it will it will become this anxiety because it's just like somebody knocking on the door saying, "Hey, you gotta you know you gotta deal with this. You gotta deal with this. You gotta deal with this." And I think that the more care I take of myself now, the more self care that I employ, the easier it is for me to have the, these healing crises because now I'm able to support um, dealing with some of these issues. I'm new to this. I'm new to dealing with the um, anxiety at, per se, although I don't think that's the root of it. I think the anxiety, of course, is a byproduct. Um, but I just wonder from you, because I'm new to what you're saying and I'm kind of new to this situation, um, in the next month, as I sort of deal with, you know, the anxiety still coming up and receding and coming up and and actually addressing it, is there any main thing that you can tell me that I can be, uh, you know, maybe as my to do or, uh, something that I can affect, um, while I'm going through this? Well, thank you so much for your question, and I know a lot of people can relate to what you're saying, and I appreciate how you said 
it's not, uh, you know, something very supportive to always force oneself to think positive and be upbeat and optimistic. We need to also honor and uh, acknowledge our so-called negative emotions. Now, the anxiety is a symptom, but it also is in some ways a guide that can, you know, emotionally lead you to the deeper root causes. And as you are going through your healing, it will be important for you to just notice the thoughts that bring up the anxiety or the themes that trigger the anxiety, because what they can show you are what underlying root causes there may be. For example, you may have a theme of not feeling safe in the world or a theme of maybe being not good enough or being afraid of being found out. Just notice the thought patterns and then you can trace them back also to where do they come from? What experiences of the past, uh, maybe from my early childhood are really pointing into this is where this started. This is where the imprint happened. This is what I still need to look into and address. Now, the other theme that you can observe with your negative thoughts or with your anxiety triggering thoughts is whether there is a conflict inside of you. And, and Chad mentioned the conflict, which I, I think is a, it's a major aspect of anxiety that really needs to be addressed. And what I mean with conflict is that somehow you may be incongruent with yourself. There may be a part of you that feels rather confident, but also driven, ambitious, motivated. And sometimes you just push yourself very hard. And then there may be another part of you that may feel more anxious, wants to avoid, wants to hide out, wants to not deal. And so you may be since years in an inner tug of war. And that inner tug of war right now may have shifted to the anxiety where the avoidance and the not wanting to necessarily, you know, be pushed or deal with, uh, you know, that ambition or that motivation that the avoidance is taking over. So that's something also to observe and uh, certainly something you can resolve uh, if you want to have more information on how to do that, you can certainly uh, look into my book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution. And uh, I also do one-on-one -on -one sessions. You can send uh, an email at info at thefearandanxietysolution.com and we can set up a, a free consultation and we can talk more about this. But Chad, what would you say? Is there, I mean, you are someone who has experienced anxiety. Do, do you feel there is something you would recommend, Christine? I think Christine is well on her way to getting the, down the right path because once she recognizes it's already it's anxiety and she understands that it is somehow tied to the negative uh, obsessive thoughts that she's had. I, you know, I would recommend absolutely for Christine the same thing I'd recommend to my friends and family is is to one recognize and write down what those negative thoughts are she is experiencing such as when she said she woke up in the middle of the night in a dead panic. I have done the same thing. If you're awake, you might as well go downstairs to the kitchen, get a piece of pen and paper, write what you're thinking down. Look at those thoughts, see if they're rational thoughts. Change them to positive thoughts. But unlike traditional cognitive behavioral therapy, instead of just writing positive thoughts, 
make sure you believe that positive thought that you're changing it to and add emotion. It's very important that you believe in that thought that you're writing with emotion. Also, I would recommend to her, you know, to go back and think about what you just mentioned, resolve any past emotional baggage she may have uh, from early childhood to a teenage year. Um, thirdly, try to understand and resolve where the inner conflict is, because obviously there's inner conflict pertaining to some uh, point in her life. And four, the fourth thing would be to try to identify and replace whatever limiting core belief uh, with a new, you know, God-given core belief uh, that's tied to her true essence. But I think she's well on her way. She understands this anxiety, and she knows it's tied to negative thoughts. So she is on the right path. She's addressing <laughs> it, and that's a good Thanks, thing. Thanks, Chet. Now, Christine, is there, from what we just said about, you know, conflict or negative thinking patterns, does that sound something like uh, you have observed already, or do you just need to pay a little bit more attention? Well, I think that's true, and I also think that I like what you were saying about, um, I like what both of you are saying, but I like what you were saying about that to, to, pay, to sort of be aware of what those thoughts are, because it's almost like pulling a thread on a sweater, You know, it's like eventually you'll find out where that thread came from, where it started, where it originated. And I think that when the anxiety comes, the first instinct is to lock down, don't let anything in, don't let anything out. When really, the, I think it's a good piece of advice to sit down and write down these things because they are actually trying to speak to you. And you can't have a conversation with yourself about it and shift some of these ideas unless you're acknowledging what the, what the other part of the conversation is. Very true. And, you know, Part of the, the core of the work I'm offering is about also connecting to the anxiety as if you're talking more to that child inside of you that is afraid. And this is what uh, Chad was mentioning when you are having these negative thoughts and you're imagining, well, there is a little Christine who got scared, a little Christine who feels overwhelmed or who feels like she just wants to hide out. Then if you are counterbalancing your negative thoughts, addressing that part of you, there's automatically more emotion involved. There is more compassion there is more kindness there is more caring and and that in itself i mean i teach this clients uh, every day and and usually the negative thoughts very quickly decrease by 75 to 80 percent in a in a matter of a few weeks when you do this not just in your head but also in your heart now unfortunately the program is coming to an end but so thank you so much christine and chad for calling in and sharing your thoughts and uh, your experiences and anxiety is something we can not only heal and overcome anxiety is something we can learn from and i personally see it every day and i saw it in my own story that anxiety can lead us to on a path to become the person we are meant to be. It can make us the better selves, the more empowered selves, and the selves with a more open heart. So stay on your anxiety, but be kind and compassionate as you go along. There is nothing to be afraid of. Until next time, 
My name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Benny, for a great show as always. And uh, you can hear more about me on Transformation Talk Radio every first and third Wednesday. I have a program there that is called Empowerment Radio with me, Dr. Friedman Schaub. Thank you very much and have a great day. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.